What role do physicians play in lethal injections and the death penalty? In 1980, the AMA set policies as to physician participation. Where do we stand now? You are listening to Reach MD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, President and Chief Science Officer of Partnership for Cures, a nonprofit that drives cures to patients through repurposing generic drugs for new uses. And with me is Dr. Arthur Zittrin, Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry at the New York University School of Medicine and a former Director of Psychiatry at the Bellevue Hospital in New York. Dr. Zittrin is the lead plaintiff in a case where, for the very first time, physicians who took part in executions were charged with professional misconduct. The case is currently before the State Medical Board. Dr. Zittrin and I are discussing the 1980 AMA issue banning physician participation in executions. Dr. Zittrin, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you. So what role historically have physicians played in the death penalty and lethal injections in the United States? Well, they have participated in uh, the carrying out of the death penalty by lethal injection since its uh, introduction in, uh, or since its first use in 1982 in Texas. At that time, a physician was in, in attendance and uh, supervised the execution by lethal injection. Indeed, it was the first time, uh, certainly not the last, that the execution did not go as smoothly as uh, uh, it had been hoped that it would, and the physician present had to uh, recommend that additional drugs be given because the first series of drugs had not been effective in taking the person's life. And was that patient eventually executed during that lethal injection process? Uh, He was. But not as smoothly or as uh, quickly as everyone had hoped? Well, lethal injection was introduced in the uh, uh, hope that, uh, or the expectation that it would be a simple, uh, effective, uh, humane procedure and would uh, pass constitutional muster. It did not turn out that way, as we know from many experiences since that first execution in 1982. So of the things you mentioned, the only thing that it still has proven is constitutional muster. Uh, Yes, and that has been challenged many, many times, as you know, and continues to be challenged in uh, a number of states uh, that have the death penalty. And how many states use lethal injection these days? Well, uh, all the states uh, uh, use lethal injection, all 38, with the exception of Nebraska, which has the option of using electrocution. And help us understand what we're talking about with lethal injection. Give us sort of a detailed account of what it is and how it happens. Well, the uh, execution chamber is, is set up very much like a surgical amphitheater in a way. The prisoner... Um, is on a gurney. uh, IVs are inserted in two IVs, one in each arm, and then the uh, first drug is injected, that is the barbiturate, uh, followed after a determination, which is usually not successfully done, that the inmate is unconscious, followed by the paralytic agent, Pavulon, and then followed by a third injection of potassium chloride to stop the heart and kill the inmate. 
I must say that the use of the pavillon is uh, what we might call cosmetic. It would be perfectly simple to kill the inmate with a large uh, intramuscular injection of uh, barbiturate, but uh, that would death would probably not ensue until uh, 25 or 30 minutes, and there would be very likely convulsive movements, which uh, uh, aesthetically, as it were, would not be acceptable to the observers. So the pavillon, which, by the way, has been banned in the uh, use of uh, putting animals to death, a pavillon is there only to... Uh, make it uh, more ex- make the execution uh, more acceptable to the public. And what usually goes wrong when a lethal injection doesn't work out? Well, a number of things can go wrong and do go wrong. For example, uh, many times it's very difficult, either because it's hard to find a vein on the inmate whose veins might be not easily found, and so that. The injections go not into the vein, but into uh, are infiltrated into the soft tissue, and therefore uh, do not have the action for which they are intended. The consequence of that is that the uh, inmate is not rendered unconscious, is then uh, paralyzed with the um, paralytic agent, is uh, conscious, unable to speak, unable to uh, indicate that he is in pain, and then potassium chloride is given, which can cause uh, great pain and suffering if the inmate has not been rendered fully unconscious. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Bloom, President, Chief Science Officer of Partnership for Cures, and I am speaking with Dr. Arthur Zittrain, Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry at NYU School of Medicine and Chairman and Founder of the Ethics Committee of the Medical School. Dr. Zittrain, what was the 1980 AMA policy all about? The 1980 policy stated very simply that a physician is a member of, of a profession dedicated to preserving life when there is a hope of doing so should not be a participant in a legally authorized execution. And went on to say that uh, in the case where the method of execution is lethal injection, it banned any action by the physician in the execution process, from selecting injection sites to providing any kind of supervision or consultation with the injection personnel. And indeed, the physician is banned from even being present in the execution chamber. And this is an advisory opinion from the AMA. It has no real legal standing, correct? It does not. Has anything changed since 1980 as far as the AMA policy? Have there been any amplifications or challenges to it? Well, the policy has been updated a number of times. And uh, most importantly, in uh, 1994, the American Medical Association joined with the American College of Physicians, the American Nurses Association, the American Public Health Association to call on state legislature 
and licensing boards to treat participation in executions as grounds for active disciplinary proceedings, including license revocation. And has that taken place in any of the states in which lethal injection is carried out? That has not yet happened. And indeed, until 2004, there had been no challenge or no charge against any physician who participated in executions, charge of professional medical professional conduct before a state medical board or the ethics committee of a professional association. And what happened in 2004? Well, in 2004, in the course of a case that came about when there was a challenge to the constitutionality of lethal injection in Georgia, three physicians and a number of nurses testified under oath that they had participated in a number of executions. With that information, I and three others whom I enlisted filed a charge with the Georgia State Medical Board charging one of the physicians whose actions were most egregious, charging him with violation of the American Medical Association principles of medical ethics and also with violation of the State Minimal Practice Act, which we feel that the state had embraced the American Medical Association principles in its Medical Practice Act. And where is that litigation today? That litigation is now with the appellate court in the state of Georgia. A hearing on this case, uh, after the case had been dismissed by the medical board and dismissed by a lower court, the a hearing on this case was held on April 3rd of this year in the appellate court in the state of Georgia and waiting for a ruling on that case from this three-judge appellate court. Has the AMA or any other group ever polled physicians to find out how many were supportive of the AMA policy or how many were supportive of the death penalty? Well, it was not, there was no AMA polling, but there was a separate polling uh, published in the Annals of Internal Medicine a couple of years ago of 1,000 physicians, 430 of whom responded to the questionnaire, and the results indicated that as many as 41% of the 450 or so respondents stated that they would participate in one or more of the actions involved in lethal injection. 25% said that they would participate in five or more of these actions, and 19% of the respondents said that they would give the injections themselves. So... The AMA policy is representative of a majority of the responders, but not the the totality of physicians. It would appear that that might be so. We don't know what it is that probably not a response to the AMA standards because uh, only 3% of the respondents replied that they knew that the American Medical Association even had any Uh, ethical guidelines prohibiting physician participation in executions. And do you think if physicians were aware of that, they would change their stance? I would hope so. And that's the reason for uh, the educational efforts that uh, a great many organizations are making to 
enlightened physicians, first of all, about the fact that the American Medical Association, and not only the AMA, but every national and international health-related professional organization, uh, prohibits the physician participation in executions. The death penalty is a hot topic in any arena, especially lethal injection. Physician involvement continues to be the subject of scrutiny, controversy, and challenge in the press, in the courts, and in the medical profession. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Arthur Zitrin, for his enlightened information about the death penalty, lethal injection, and the AMA policy. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Bloom, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>